This is a Federal News Network podcast. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services employees are just about two weeks away from the possibility of being furloughed. Congress has legislation that would give the agency the funding it says it needs to avoid furloughs by August 3rd. But time is the big question. Employees are relatively optimistic Congress will come through, but they're still planning for the worst. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with more. And, Nicole, let's start with the latest congressional effort to avoid USCIS furloughs. So last week, Tom, there was a a bipartisan effort from uh, Nebraska Republican Jeff Fortenberry and Missouri Democrat Emanuel Cleaver, who had introduced legislation that would give USCIS $1.2 billion. And that's the number that the agency says it needs to get through this year and into a bit of the, the next fiscal year. It also would allow, the bill that is, would also allow USCIS to make a 10% surcharge on some of its application fees. And the idea here is that by charging more now, USCIS would be able to collect more in return and eventually pay back that initial $1.2 billion that it received. So the administration is calling it a pay-it-forward concept here. Now, the the tricky part of all of this, though, is, you know, it's July 17th and the Senate returns to Capitol Hill next week and has about two weeks to pass something. It could be this standalone bill, although I think we would all kind of doubt that. It could be part of the next coronavirus stimulus package, although where that stands at this point is really tough to tell. It is not and it would not be part of the 2021 Homeland Security Appropriations Bill, which cleared the House committee earlier this week because that would be too late. USCIS needs the money by August 3rd. Sure. And just to clarify, USCIS generally is funded by those fees. And because of the drop in applications, therefore, the fees are down. So any appropriation they would have to pay back. Exactly. And. You know, there's been some uh, hesitation over whether or not the pandemic really truly had that much of an impact on USCIS and its ability to collect fees as the agency says it has. You know, there was some doubt from Senators Ben Cardin and Chris Van Hollen a couple days ago about some of the administration's immigration policies and whether or not that actually has had an impact on the fees that the agency has been able to collect. But You know, I think what's interesting here about this specific situation is that employees are actually relatively optimistic, or that's what they're saying, that this money will come through. Julie Tippins is a deputy legislative director at the American Federation of Government Employees, and AFGE represents over 14,000 USCIS workers. There are many in Congress, and both House and Senate, both parties, working very hard to find a solution and are working in good faith to get this done. And so we're confident that we can get this done. We're confident that there is support to do this and stave off the furloughs. And we're confident that many in Congress understand the potential effects if it's not done. That was Julie Tippins. She's a deputy legislative director at AFGE expressing some optimism there. And, you know, some of the same employees who are AFGE members, USCIS workers, they are also optimistic, too. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and they might be optimistic, but if they are furloughed, would they get back pay? Is that part of this plan? 
So that is the million-dollar question. And as far as we know right now, it takes an act of Congress to give federal employees back pay. And it's interesting, Tom, we don't really have a great recent example of furloughs like this on such a large scale. We obviously have the government shutdown, and we all know what happens after that, which is Congress has, for the most part, said that federal employees should get back pay whenever they return to work. But we don't have an example of one of these agency-specific furlough situations. So for now, Congress would have to implement back pay if they wanted to for USCIS workers if they are furloughed. And AFGE says if it comes down to it, they'll lobby for it in Congress. Got it. And meanwhile, the employees don't know what's going to happen. So how are they planning to deal with furlough should it come to that? Well, I think there's a lot of anxiety on two fronts. One is the workload front. And with 75% of the USCIS workforce potentially being furloughed here, doesn't leave many people to get legitimate work done, which still needs to get done. So with a reduced workforce, USCIS says it'll eventually just have to process fewer naturalization petitions. Employees won't be able to conduct as many background or fraud checks on immigrants who have applied for permanent citizenship. So there's just simply not going to be as much work getting done. I asked some of these employees if they knew of a contingency plan of sorts. You know, we know that going into a government shutdown, agencies plan for the idea that they may not be there in a couple of weeks. And employees said they didn't really know of of something like that existing. It sounds like USCIS is talking to those employees who are not furloughed about what their life will look like at work. But for the furloughed employees, they're not quite sure you know, what will be left when they come back. Then there's the personal anxiety piece of it all. Nicole Guess is an immigration service officer, and she's a president of an AFGE local, represents many employees. And her job, she interviews naturalization applicants. And she says she's not really sure how those interviews are really going to continue, again, if 75% of the workforce is furloughed. She's hearing that, you know, some of the attorneys and those with higher level degrees are maybe looking for new jobs, just based on the uncertainty of what's going to happen here. And while Guess herself has veterans preference, she didn't get a furlough notice. She says she's hearing this from some of her coworkers. What most people are unfortunately doing, if they're able to take money out of their retirement fund or TSP, they're using those funds to fund themselves. Some people, you do have dual career, people that have retired from the military that are retirees, they'll live off that income as well. Some people have requested to work other jobs because you do have to get permission. We're just not allowed to go get other employment. So other people have requested to do Uber, DoorDash, sitter, be caregivers, clean up homes. That's Nicole Guest. She's a local AFGE president and an immigration services officer. And Tom, I think the other piece of this is we really don't know how long these furloughs would go on. The furlough notices themselves indicate that at a minimum, employees would be furloughed for 30 days, but they could go on for as long as 90 days. And then if they approach that 90-day mark, USCIS is at a decision point where they could either send a second furlough notice of, again, 30 to 90 days, we don't know, or they may have to go through the reduction in force process, which of course would be way worse than the furloughs because, you know, 
that's a permanent process. You are permanently essentially laying off a portion of your workforce. All right. So we're going to keep on top of this one. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.